0: Morning Journey family how you guys doing today <laughs> happy Labor Day weekend to everyone for those of you don't know me my name is Mark McDonald I get to serve as an area coordinator for our worship team and I also get to they let me write and produce and do music for journey city music shout out to journey city music be on look lookout for some songs coming from this house that was written about you that's been written about your stories and uh, of course we have to shout out the leadership of this house our pastors mark and susie can we make some noise for them <laughs> as well as our leadership team here they are tremendous people i've I got to meet everyone for the most part and and you know, they're they're the real deal they're they, they are who they say they are and they serve tirelessly just to give us opportunities to find Jesus and follow him fully. And uh, you know, I gotta shout out my beautiful bride, Janice and my daughter, Augie, I love you guys. And yo, I got a surprise today, all the way from Dover, Delaware, y'all, they drove up from the middle of the state. My mom and dad are here. Can we let them know how much we love them and appreciate them? so happy to have you here and you know i'm a church boy so can y'all make some noise if jesus christ has ever changed your life amen so this weekend is kind of unique there's um all over the four different gatherings have over the weekend we've had four different communicators so what's really really cool we're all talking about the same scripture um, but we all have our own little, our own lens that we're speaking through. So I, I encourage you this week, as you're doing your slot and your spot, that time and place with God, go onto our YouTube channel and listen to the other communicators this week, especially if you didn't like anything I had to say, there's three more opportunities that you have to go back and say, yeah, that's it, that's it. That other one, I don't know what that guy was doing. But uh, definitely check that out on our YouTube channel. So let me start with a question. Um, have you ever been in the middle of a conversation and you realized somewhere in the middle of it that you're actually the clueless one like really in depth and you kind of like the light bulb comes on i have no earthly idea what you are talking about right now but we're going to figure it out so this happened to me not too long ago a few years ago um for what i do for a living i'm an underwriter so i get to basically look at look at um I forgot what they're called. I don't even know what I do anymore. I get to look at uh, credit reports, <laughs> and I make decisions of whether to extend credit for small businesses or not. And um, in this instance, I had a banker give me a call, and he's, he's excited about it. He said, hey, man, we got this uh, client that's here with the bank, and uh, he has millions with us. He, he's, he has a lot of cash. And so I'm like, OK, cool. What can I help you with? And he's like, so our friend bought a boat. Um, it's actually a yacht for him and his family to go out and have some fun. I'm like, oh, man, that's tremendous. He said, "So he wants to get a credit limit increase on his business credit card, and i'm like, uh, what what?" He was like, Yeah, he wants to use it for his business, you know to put fuel in his in his yacht and and for maintenance and stuff like that. So going by the rules of what I have to go by, I'm like, this is a business credit card. You want to do something for a personal use? I can't do that, man. And so the banker gets really upset with me. He was like, this guy has a lot of money. And as he's talking, I'm Googling the guy. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's stacked with cash. So dude's He has like a, a job as an executive in a big company, um, one of the four, four Fortune 500 um, companies. And, and I'm looking at what he has in deposits. I'm like, yo, this guy has a lot of cash. And so, but I'm still clueless and the bankers reaming me out, calling me everything but a child of God. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. And so, I felt like something was wrong, like I'm missing something in this moment. So, I I took it to my supervisor and he was like, "Uh, let me tell you something real quick, Mark. Mark. So when people tend to be affluent and have a lot of money and they can afford to purchase, like, planes and yachts and stuff like that, um, what they tend to do is they charter those things out so other people can use it to offset their costs of maintenance and staff and things of that nature. I'm like, oh, okay, I had no idea that's how the other side lived. So now I'm looking like an idiot. And so I go back to my desk, and my manager and I talked about it, and he was like, let's go ahead and approve this thing. And so um, I go back, and I email the disgruntled employee, and I was like, uh, dear banker, uh, hashtag my bad. I didn't know. Uh, we went ahead and approved it, and he was happy. So I learned something new in that moment. Um, so now let me, let me tie that in with the story of the Bible of someone else who had a moment of cluelessness. The story is in a—it's sets in a town called Samaria, in a country called Samaria. And um, the Bible doesn't actually give a name for this woman that we're going to talk about in Samaria. So we're going to give her a name. We're going to call her Brenda. And uh, if your name is Brenda, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure you're a lovely person, and if I say anything that offends you, I apologize. So Samaria was a town— um, that Jewish people actually avoided, um, and the reason why that is is because um, they had some cultural differences, and they looked down upon the Samaritans. They didn't think they were good people. And um, just to kind of give you some back a backstory of how their culture was, like um, Samaritans were actually Jewish people that intermingled with Gentile people or non-Jewish people. So they're marrying each other, doing life with each other, and the Jewish community didn't like that. They also had some differences on how you worship, where you worship, the fees, the vows, all that stuff. And so they avoided it, like to the point where if they're going from one destination and Samaria is in the middle and they have to go to the other side, they would literally walk around Samaria to avoid it. And so... Jesus being Jesus, they're they're walking, they have to go to the other side of Samaria, and uh, he gets there and he tells his disciples, hey guys, go get something to eat, go get you a cheesesteak, bring me back one, two, I'm going to hang out here in Samaria for a while. And it's it's hot, it's around lunchtime, and so they go, he goes into the city, and uh, he sits by this well. Well, Brenda is in the middle of the day, she brings her jug out, and she goes down to the well um, around that time, and she sees Jesus sitting there, and so Jesus being Jesus, he sees an opportunity so you have jesus who's tired and brenda comes up and she has her her um her jar and uh, jesus speaks to her and says hey uh please give me a drink now brenda's shocked she's clutching her pearls at this point you're a jewish man i'm a samaritan woman you know we don't talk right this is not what we do why are you asking me for water and so this is where things kind of take a turn and in John chapter 4 this is how Jesus responds he said if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to you would ask me and I would give you water and like many of you I'm sure Brendan was kind of like um what what are you talking about? I'm like that? We have the well right here. There's water. You're offering me water. You just asked me for a drink of water. I have no idea what's going on here, man. And plus, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. And she rambles on about the cultural differences and, and things like that. She's like, bro, you don't even have a bucket or a rope to even go into the well. You know, it's deep. She gives history on the well, who built the well, and like, how are you greater than these people? Like, What are you talking about, man? And I'm sure you've been in a situation like this. I know I have. Like, you just don't get it. And many of you, if this is your first time here at The Journey or your first time in church, and you're trying to piece everything together, we have lights going on, screens going on, we're singing, and now there's this bald dude up here talking about somebody from another country. And, you know, that's okay. We've all been there. Um, there's been plenty of times that I've sat in conversations clueless about what's going on. In fact, one of the things I really hate is acronyms. I can't stand them. I feel like we're being lazy now that we're not going to actually say things out. And the reason why I don't like them is because I never remember what they actually mean. So I find myself in the middle of a conversation or a meeting, and they're going off on all these bank terms or acronyms and stuff like that. It takes me 15 minutes. I'm listening out for context clues, trying to arrange the words properly to make sure I get it. I just don't like them. And so Brenda finds herself in that situation where she's clueless. But Jesus, being a gentleman, he probably just looked at her smiled. Oh, Brenda. And he goes on, he tells us, he goes on and, and furthers his point. He says, anyone who drinks this water, meaning the well water, will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, Brenda's hooked. She looks at Jesus and says, can, can I have some of that water so I never have to come to this well again? So now, at first glance, looking at that, my thinking is maybe Brenda's just trying to cross off another thing on her to-do list. She's just trying to get past what she has to do for the day. She has to make this trip to get some water for her family. But Jesus being Jesus, he dies in deeper and he says go get your husband Jesus told her I don't have a br- husband I don't have a husband Brenda says and Jesus replied you're right you don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you weren't even married to the man you're living with now you certainly spoke the truth Brenda thank you for being honest now can you imagine how Brenda must have felt in that moment. I'm sure she's looking at all the entrances into Samaria trying to figure out who told her business between the gate of the city and to this well. Was it Katie? Because I know she can't hold water, so somebody then told this man my business. So she's standing here feeling exposed, embarrassed, and she clutches her pearls again. Oh, you must be a prophet. But it was that very response that allows us to see why Brenda responded the way she did previously. Remember, she had just asked Jesus, can I have some of this water that you're offering so I don't have to come to this well again? Five husbands. And the one you're with now, you're just shacking with. That's not even your husband. That's got a weigh on her. It's It's in the middle of the day. It's an odd time to go and grab some water for your household, isn't it? You would think you've got to carry a bunch of water for the day. You probably either do it the night before or get up first thing in the morning. Could it be that Brenda had to bear the weight of all the whispering that she heard when she went around the well? Could it be when she went to grab water, she's always hearing, oh, there she goes. There's Brenda again. I wonder who she's getting water for this time. Which household is she going to supply water for? Have you found yourself with an exposed issue that you had to face the embarrassment of all in front of everybody? Let me tell you, everyone in this room has had some type of baggage or even still have some kind of baggage, and these four walls can tell you all about it. Rest assured, guys, this is the journey. This is real church for real people. And what I love about this church is you'll probably find a few people that you meet here It's going to like, yo, I'm dealing with the same thing too. Let's go together and figure out how to give this to Jesus so we, our lives can be changed. Or you'll find somebody else say, hey, look at my scars. I've been there too. Let me show you how Jesus delivered me. In fact, I love how the Bible doesn't even say why Brenda had five husbands previously. It's so easy to assume that she had an issue that that maybe she just couldn't keep her marriage together. Maybe she likes to run out on her marriage. It's so easy at face value, just kind of look at it like that, isn't it? Never wonder why we don't sometimes assume that maybe there was a plague going on that killed her previous husbands off. Perhaps there was a uh, pandemic going on where people were dying, or maybe she just liked marrying old men. Either way, Jesus didn't condemn her, why? Because Jesus went where others wouldn't, just to talk to people that most wouldn't. Jesus and Brenda, they then, she knows, she, she's still rambling. She doesn't get it. So they're debating back and forth about their cultural differences what's right, what's wrong? Do I read the King James Version? Do I read the Message Version? What's the proper way to hold my hands? Is it this way, this way? She's going through all that, and Jesus is not interested in any of that. Why? Because the living water. That Jesus is talking about was a relationship with him. And I absolutely love, <laughs> I love the fact that he used water to compare himself to. Because when you immerse yourself in a relationship with Jesus, just like water that's poured into something, it affects everything. A relationship with Jesus will affect your entire life like water every space into your life will become untouched let me ask you a question have you ever had anything amazing happen to you into something that like just so awesome and you're so excited about it i can remember um a long time ago um, i bought my first used car i was excited i was excited about 19 20 years old i used my own money to do it and um, i had this red 1981 Mazda RX-7. Yeah, I know, right? It's a dope car. Had the, the, had the sunroof in it, two-seater car, the lights flipped up and down. I was so stoked. I even got my personalized plates on it. You know, I'm a musician, so I had to put T-clef on there for T-clef or treble clef, and I thought I was, I, I was doing well. And like most people, I parked in the back of the parking lot, took up two spaces so nobody hit my car. And yes, young people, our students, we uh, had cool cars back then, too. We didn't all ride on dinosaurs. But I was so excited about it. I went and told all my friends about it. Had I had social media back then, I would have posted on all of my Instagram accounts and my Facebook accounts and told everybody about it. Drove to all my friends' houses. You know, I did all the things that young people do when they have their car. There's like, walk around the hallway with your keys in your hand. You know, all the stuff that we do. Just to know, hey, I'm driving today, you guys. I'm driving today. Who needs a ride? When something life-changing happens to us, we want to tell everybody, and that's what Brenda did. Brenda went through all of Samaria, telling everybody, there's this guy at the, uh, at the well who told me everything about my life. He doesn't know me from Adam. In fact, he even revealed himself as the Messiah, the promised one to come and save us. And she didn't care about the people who were whisperings like, really, Brenda, you're going to tell us the Messiah came to see you? We know about your past. Which house are you sleeping at tonight, Brenda? But she didn't care because Jesus didn't care about her past. And she didn't. And he didn't even mention her current situationship. She said, he, he, he changed my life. I had an encounter with Jesus. He didn't judge me. He didn't scold me. He didn't look down on me. But he gave me the awesome opportunity to start a relationship with him. Is anybody else so satisfied and so happy that God looked in your life, didn't judge you about where you've been, who you've been with, all the bad stuff you did, but he said, hey, I got some living water for you. Come over here and I got something for you. Is anybody else excited that your past didn't matter? You see, Jesus could have chosen a priest or some other, religious, um, some other religious leader to come and tell the town and announce the Messiah is here, but he didn't. He could have used somebody who looked the part, who had it all together, who didn't really get in trouble, but he didn't. But Jesus chose to use a person who was common, who had common issues to spread the news. And you don't want to know, what, you know, what, you know what, why that is? Because Jesus qualifies unqualified people. And when Brenda had that encounter with Jesus, she immediately became qualified to share her faith. She didn't know all the theology. She didn't go to Bible college. She didn't know all the fees and thows. And here's what I like about this. She didn't even change her current situationship that she had with number six. But the moment that she encountered Jesus, she became qualified to tell others about him. So, your encounter with Jesus qualifies you, qualifies you as well to share your faith. Some of the very stories in this room will talk about how our students may have been bullied and, and they were having a hard time making friends, but they came to church and they actually met up with other students who were serving Jesus and they were following Him fully. They linked up with them and God started changing their lives. They gave them relationships, they gave them friendships, they gave them Jesus, and now they're doing well. And guess what, students? You're qualified. Some of the stories in this room will tell you about marriages that were on their way to divorce court, they've been through counseling, it wasn't going to work out, but they had an encounter with Jesus. And God saved the marriage, the family is still together. Guess what? You're qualified. Even for the marriages that did end and it did go through divorce court and it's over and your heart was broken, you thought you'd never love again that it was over, but even you had an encounter with Jesus and God mended your broken heart. Guess what? You are qualified. There are some of us in this room that were self-medicating. We were on drugs, drinking, having all kinds of crazy relationships. But God picked you up. He turned you around. He cleaned your life up. And now look where you are. You were qualified. And I don't want to leave out those who may have been serving Jesus for a long time. And you've been doing everything right. Everything is going well. You have a great job. Your family's fine. Finances are okay. Okay but you found yourself trying to chase after money, trying to spend your time achieving more because there was a void in your heart that even you couldn't fill with all this stuff, but even you had an encounter with Jesus and he gave you purpose, you're qualified. And for those of us who've been serving for a while and following just for a while, I want you guys to listen to me really quick. It is so easy for us to become complacent and we just come, we gather, we serve, but never, ever, ever forget, there are so many people in that 1.8 million people that we're trying to reach around this area who are far from Jesus. They need to hear our stories. They need to know what Jesus has done in our lives. So about five years ago, as I stated, I was a, um, I'm an underwriter. And when I actually started that position at the job I work, um, I started that job with a friend of mine named Eva. I met her during our training class, and um, we quickly became friends. And if you get to know Eva, is just one of them people. You're with her for five minutes. You guys are quickly friends. She just has that kind of personality. Um, by nature, Eva's one of them people that... If she knows you're having a hard time, you're going through something, she'll go over to your desk, write you a nice, a nice inspirational note, maybe leave you some candy or a cup of coffee just to encourage you for that day. She'll say something nice to you. And as she walks around the building, she's always singing. It's like you always hear her before you see her. She's one of them people. And these people just love her. Her love is infectious. And and over time, we have got to know each other. She became friends with my wife and I. And And we got to break bread together and we had coffee all the time. And over time, we we were talking about my faith and about church. And I was like, hey, why don't you come to church with me? The journey is like a really cool place. She was like, nah, I've had a bad experience in church and um, I don't think it's from me. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know about the journey. The journey is not like any other church. Can I get an amen? It was not too much longer around that time that we were streaming. And um, so something that she was going through and was confiding me about, I was like, hey, our pastor is in the middle of a series about that right now. Why don't you just log on? You gotta come with me, just log on, check it out this weekend and uh, see what you think, see if it speaks to you. And she actually did. And so a few weeks later at work, she was like, yeah, I saw your pastor, he's kind of cool. And um, yeah, I like what he said. Fast forward, she finds out that one of her close friends actually attends a journey and she surprised me. She sat right there one Sunday And I'm over here playing the keyboard, and I look up, and she's right there. She's waving at me, and I'm like, yo, Eva came, and I was so happy. And um, it wasn't too much longer that she started gathering regularly. She was trying to get involved. She joined a J group, and I was like, wow, that is amazing. And then we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everything shuts down. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very, very nervous about that. I was like, man, I hope she doesn't stop coming. And it wasn't too much longer during the middle of the pandemic she uh, messaged me at work we're all working from home now so i don't get to see her all the time and and uh she messaged me and she was like hey i had a great time at church this week i'm like what are you doing at church she was like i was actually there in the lobby i was actually helping to fill the hope totes for people in our community who are in need and i just started laughing i'm like yo that is so eva she plugged in where she fit in that's where her heart was and she quickly became a part of that and so she actually got further involved she joined the worship team in fact you probably saw her up here in the choir singing just today she goes on further she gets baptized she wanted to go public with her faith she brought some of our co-workers to come and be there to witness it and they loved it and now eva's actually a part of the evening program that's soon to start through our um, journey leadership institute all this is because of an investment in a relationship i already had and i just gave her the invitation to hey come learn more about jesus this jesus who has saved my life so i encourage you to take the first step of sharing your faith start around the dinner table that's simple comfortable have a conversation with your family see where they are and share your faith maybe you've been a follower of jesus for a little while and you're already connected with evil here and why don't you go ahead and join the J group find something you're interested in whether it be volleyball whether it be soccer having coffee a couple times a month but don't go alone that co-worker we were talking about earlier they like coffee too bring them with you and maybe even inviting them to the journey might be a big step for somebody that's okay every weekend we stream online why don't you just have them over for dinner on a saturday it's like hey Um, The journey starts at five. Why don't you come eat dinner with me and my family and we'll watch it together. Or maybe we'll have brunch together on a Sunday and watch it then. Perhaps you have a coworker or a friend who's kind of mentally going through a lot of things right now. This is the perfect opportunity to let them know. Starting next week, we're starting a series called Mind Games. That is a great open opportunity to share your faith with them and for them to come and get something from Jesus. And if you're not sure what to say, remember, I asked you at the very beginning, to make some noise if Jesus Christ ever did anything to change your life that's the story I encourage you to tell what did he do for you I want you to do like our Samaritan friend Brenda and go tell others about the amazing things Jesus is doing in your life perhaps you're struggling with sharing your faith because you don't feel qualified maybe you feel like you're too young maybe you feel like you're too young in your faith Maybe you're afraid that you don't have all the answers. That's actually a really good opportunity for you. Like to say, I don't know all the answers, but why don't you come to church with me where we can find the answers together. And I've got great news for you guys. Jesus qualifies the unqualified. So you don't have to have it all together. Did that help anybody out there today? Good. I want to pray for you real quick let's all bow our heads and close our eyes father first of all thank you for being here thank you for changing our lives thank you for your patience your love your mercy your grace thank you for how you always help us god thank you for how you always put us on the right path when we get it wrong and so father with our hearts open we're asking you lord to put somebody on our hearts even this week that we can share our story with, just to have a simple conversation. God, give us the boldness we need to even bring up the conversation, even if it's a little awkward. God, I ask you, Lord, to make to take that awkwardness away and make it be easy. We want to win the 1.8 million to you so they can follow you fully. And God, we ask you to give us the boldness to do that. In Jesus' name. And there's another group of people I want to pray for today. Actually, there's two. I felt today during worship that there's a lot of you in here that um, has had some church hurt. And first of all, thank you for being here if that's you. Thank you for trying again. I know that's difficult. But my prayer for you today is that God will take away the hurt and the bitterness that may be there for when somebody gave you the wrong side. They they, they gave you the wrong side of Christianity or they gave you a bad taste in your mouth about what Jesus is and what church is. I Ask God to heal you from that thing today. And the other person I want to talk to today is someone who is maybe interested and ready to take that step to get this living water that Jesus was talking about. You're ready for Jesus to come into your life and affect everything in your life. You're ready to surrender all the stuff that you know is less than God's best for you and to take that step. If that's you, I would love for you to pray with me in your own way, or you can say it kind of how I'm saying it today. And that is simply this. Jesus, my heart is open. Father God, I'm asking you right now to come into my heart, come into my life. Jesus, I'm asking you right now, Lord, would you come take control of my life? God, will you change my situation? I surrender to you. I give you everything, God. Here I am. I confess, God, that you are Lord and Savior. I believe you died for my sins. And God, I'm gonna follow you. It is in Jesus' name, amen. And if you would be so bold, everybody is as their eyes And Can you put your hand up if you prayed that prayer for the first time today and you decided to follow Jesus? I see you, sir. I see you. I see you. Man, that is so awesome. Journey, can we put our hands together? And can we make a lot of noise and celebrate as they come?